0: The Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We're brought to you by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with everything they need to know to make the informed decisions about their finances and wealth. To learn more, visit Morganstanley.com/slash G S E Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC member, SIPC. Well, you're talking about decisions here today. Well, we are talking about decisions, and we talked about it actually last week. Hey, what happens if, and then all of a sudden it happens, um, which we were just kind of looking, okay, if he never gets healthy, we're talking about Andrew Luck here because that's what the sports world was talking about, Andrew Luck and his decision to retire, which uh, surprising, uh, we can use shocking, uh, for the timing of it, I guess, yeah. but it, it's uh, there's a whole lot that goes into it. We'll talk about the money
1: in a second, but Paul, first, were you? I mean, you were had to be surprised. Oh, dude, I don't. There's do any question. You know, there's no. There's no question that that there's a surprise. Maybe maybe shocked. Maybe you can inch up to the word shocked just because of his, you know, I think Peter King wrote this the, this morning that he's been injured 42 of the last 47 months. You know, I mean, it, it takes its toll and and it appeared as though as this leg, calf, ankle thing kept lingering and not getting any better and seemed unusually, you know, why isn't it getting better? It's a, it, 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 there there's just seemed to be something going on there. Um, and then I think when you start to dive into who Andrew Luck is and what his background is, that's where I think it moves it away from shock to surprising. Anytime someone under 30 at at essentially the peak of his performance in the NFL walks away, it's surprising. Um, But I don't know that I would say that I'm shocked just for all those other reasons.
2: The money is shocking. I think people are shocked because of what he's walking away from financially. He is. I mean, it's not as much as it could be, right? And that's really a big part of this discussion today is what the Colts are doing with him. And we'll get to that. But he's walking away from three years and 64 million minimum. But if right. you really think about it, he had three years remaining on this current contract, right? If he has the year we all think he's going to have with that team and, you know, top five team in the league, this is his last year of that contract. He, they're going to rip this up and he becomes the highest paid player in the history of football next year. So he, that, that's what he's giving up. He's giving up the chance at maybe $200 million next year.
1: But now, what's he, what's he made career-wise, Mike? That's, that's 97, the other side of this. Right? Is it 97? Well, it is is that was, your number?
2: It was 97 leading up to 2018, but because the Colts agreed to pay all these bonuses out, which is $12 million more this year. He's got up to $109 million. Yeah, yeah, That's and a think, lot of money. Yeah, why, and I think why, that's why the discussion point. It? Yeah, but, but so let Mike
0: just explain that real quick. Yeah. Why are they paying the bonuses? Because so, there's a st- strategy behind this, yeah.
2: right? So anytime there's a retirement, that's what comes into play, right? You, you can have your signing bonus recouped for whatever cap hasn't hit the salary cap yet. In his case, it's $12.8 million of proration that Indy could go and get back. Then he was paid a $6 million roster bonus in March. and There's another one to be paid in two weeks in september all of that was guaranteed obviously that's part of his deal here so you're talking about 24.8 million dollars total that indy could say you know you know file some arbitration and say we're going to get that back because you left us essentially they 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 turned the the, the other side on that and said we're going to pay that all out to you including the six million we owe you in two weeks we're paying you that and i think there's a, a few reasons for it number one it looks really good for them no question really good so you Classy. know right. yeah next man up he or, did a lot or free for that agents franchise. coming in i get that but it's it's good business for the next guys coming in too you know how that works mm-hmm. um, number 2 is this is this is, appears to be uh you know a a bit of a quick decision don't you think it, it, i mean maybe this was being thought about in march and it finally got like to this sounds like within pole. the last couple of weeks this thing right. has has happened so yeah. so what Indy's done here is they've they've Opened the door nice and wide with Andrew Luck, kept everything on the up and up, put him on the reserve retired list, which means they own his rights. His, his current contract runs through 2021. That's just smart business. So, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like losing a girlfriend. You ever want to come back? The door is always open, right? <laughs> um. that's a whole nother show. (laughs) Did he sign, did he fill out paperwork? Like that's. Did he file?
0: Did he file his retirement papers with the NFL? That is always one of those things, where If you're really. You don't have to, right, Mike? You don't have to. You you don't have to. You're really not retired. Right. And I think many people believe, okay, you know, he's going to step away year two,
2: you know, get his body healed and he'll be back. I think it's, I think it's a very good possibility. And that would, yeah, wouldn't shock me
1: either. No, I mean, you know, and, and again, you know, to the point, and, and I feel uncomfortable sometimes talking about what money might mean to someone else, sure. you know, um, but let's be honest, you know, he, he comes from a, yeah, from a prominent dear? family. Um, he's a smart guy. He's earned a hundred million dollars. So I know, Mike, you, 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 you have the ability to say he's walking away from another couple of hundred million or whatever. And and I get that. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. But but again, I'm not in Andrew Luck's head and I don't know. And maybe he says 97 million is enough for me to be who I want to be. And it's not all about the money. And we certainly know there are some players who it is all about the money and they'll and they will suck every last penny out of their careers that they can. Well, Um, again, that everybody is different. And I I think it's a mistake for anyone to put a blanket statement on saying, oh, he's look what he's walking away from or look what he's already earned I mean this seems to be a very personal deep introspective decision with a lot of layers and factors to it I'm sure money was part of it but it doesn't sound like money was
2: the part of it I agree and and let's let's kind of project out the discussion we just have let's say all of this is correct and you know the Colts paying him his bonuses just keeping them good graces what if it, what if it was the opposite what if it was Andrew Luck saying I know I can't play this year I know I'm done for this year. So I'm going to do this and forfeit a $9 million salary, which is what he's forfeiting because everything else is being paid by the Colts. Instead of you putting me on the IR all year and paying that $9 million to me and keep me taking up a roster spot essentially for a while, let's just, I'm just going to walk away from this and see if I can get myself completely healed for one year you save yourself the 9 million, you, you know, let, let Jacoby do his thing. He's probably ready. I mean, this is probably as ready as he's going to be in the sure. final year of his contract. Not to mention you're giving him the chance to launch his career. Right. Cause if this thing works for him, either signs, re signs or hits free agency as maybe the most prominent you know name on the free agent market. So there's a lot of things that could work out well. One of them being Andrew Luck takes the year off and rehabs and then just comes back and redoes his contract and becomes the Colts quarterback again. So I, Again, the, the Colts could be just saving $9 million in an IR spot here. Sure. I, I look
0: at it this way everybody listening who has a job, if, and a job that, you know, you just don't want to do anymore, but you have to do it because of money, take the money out of the equation. You would, if you're, it's making you miserable totally. um, outside of the office, you wouldn't do it. And this is a guy who, uh, you know, I watched a press conference uh, the next day and, I, you know, I just said, this looked to me a guy who's just life right now is just he's not happy. And he wants to get himself happy, wants to be healthy, wants to have a life outside of football. And I think he's going to change. He's, he's made enough money. He can do it. He can afford to do it. And he's brave enough to say, you know what? <sighs> I'm out uh, for right now, because most guys, not, right? We're talking about the ultimate chismo world here. Like, oh, and you saw it, right? I mean some horrible takes from, from I'm using quotations, professionals, yeah. you know, about all oh, rehabs hard or well, yeah. you can't take it anymore. Yeah. You know what? It, or it's or his hard work. work. Right. Oh, you know, my dad works in a yeah. steel mill,
1: you know, and I, I, that's I love just not fair.
0: Someone, someone uh, put out a, a video of Chuck Pagano having a conversation with luck in a game and they were getting beat and Andrew's like, Hey, listen, I, I, I got to go down fighting here. Like mm. I go back in and he's like, Hey, what's the smartest thing to do? You're not going back out there. Right. You, know, you know, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, hey, this guy's got more grit than you think. Listen, this was his call, his decision. And I think a lot of people get it who are in unhappy professional life or their professional life is making them
1: unhappy outside of it. I feel like I want to say something here, and I think you guys Uh-oh. will agree with me. I got and, Paul and, gassed up here yeah, No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I just think something that Kevin and I have learned in covering the NFL a long time in, and, and this, I think, is not always obvious to the fan a lot of these guys don't necessarily love football that's right Um, more than you'd think they play it because they have been god gifted the ability to do it and it makes them a lot of money and it helps provide for their families and their generations but i would suspect that fewer players than fans would think don't really love the game i'm not saying that's an andrew this is an andrew luck thing but just in general guys play the game not because they love it, because they they can and they do and they have to. And th- there isn't there isn't always that emotional drive that sometimes we as fans have for the game and the players. I've read
2: a lot about this. This a lot of really nice stories out there, sort of percolated because of this situation. One of the things they hear the most from NFL players, three four years into their career, is I don't love the game like I did in college. When it becomes a business, and you know. I'm in the middle of that when it becomes a business and and quite frankly when the guys get bigger stronger and faster and this game gets nasty I uh-huh. mean the college game is is plenty fast and plenty hard but the the leap to the NFL just appears to be a nightmare for a lot of guys, and I think that I think that's probably what you're talking about. They get here, and it's not the fun game yeah. it used to be. You know, well, and you know, Kevin, in
1: the locker room, what do you hear all the time with the guys talking about in the locker room? They're college teams, they're college games. They're who's playing, who <laughs> each. I mean, that's what they all talk about.
0: I, I I know professional athletes who stopped playing their chosen sport. their, their sport. Because they didn't want to go through what they needed to go through in the offseason to get ready to play the sport anymore. Um, I know uh, professional athletes who were miserable because of what the team thought was their ideal body. And what they had to go through to get that just to be on the playing field, if you will. So I I get and the, and the, the rewards were handsome. So that's why they do it. Right. Everybody's had a boss who's made them do something like, I don't want to go out in the street and have the sandwich board on saying, you know, sale going on here. Everybody's had to do something like that in their career. And you're like, I don't want to do that. Um, there are things that they don't want to do and the joy's taken out of it. And it becomes a job for a lot of them. You look at football players, look at linemen. The the what they have to put their body through to maintain their size, it's incredible. Yes. And then when you see a player after they're retired, yes. Right. It just <laughs> look, at look at Eric Wood. Look at Eric Wood, who retired from the Bills uh, because of injury, and pro- probably wanted to keep playing, but was told, "Listen, you you should not because you're you're not going to have you know the, the, the potential dangers here." And then you see him. He 100, looks like Mike.
2: Hundred pounds down. <laughs> Immediately mean, yeah. hundred pounds <laughs> well, down. Slightly slightly larger. Because than Mike. of the, the
0: caloric intake um, that they have to do to maintain that size. It's not natural. Let me just jump in here because And I'm not saying I'm not saying not natural because they're taking things. Of course. I'm saying they're eating Seven waffles a morning. Right. I know.
2: I know. Seven thousand calories a day <laughs> to maintain a three hundred pound weight. Zach Kiefer from you know the athletic, he had he had the tweet, in my opinion, that that encapsulated why this is happening. I mean, this isn't a finger injury. No, you know, that that he you know, it's annoying him. Two ribs and torn cartilage in the ribs, a partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney, at least one concussion. We know there's more a torn labrum in his shoulder. And now this calf, ankle, foot, whatever this is, yeah. that's definitely not good. That, that's a, that's like in six years, five, six years. I mean, of course, that's annoying and, and terrible and draining. And you've probably read all the stories about, you know, ex Lions players chiming in saying, you know, it just got it was miserable to see Calvin Johnson come into the locker room because every day he started to hate the game and hate himself more because he was just miserably hurt all the time. It's the same situation. A superstar at the top of his game just said, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I remember you uh, real quick about injuries of guys due to, to play. So when
0: the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. All right. Dan Boyle, uh, you know, great defenseman. For yeah. him. And I, I got a peek at a book. I'm sorry, Dan, but this is I think I've told the story before on a, you know, a radio show. So Dave Andrechuk, who was the captain of that team, happened to be sitting with them when they delivered the books at a morning skate, Sabres Lightning. And he's like, I look through the book and I'm looking through the book. And then there's there's photo. they gave a photographer all access. And it came like a treasure chest. It was this amazing package that they came in. Anyway, this is back
2: when people actually read, right?
0: Right. It was, well, no, it's just a, a photo book. Was, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, perfect. A photo journey of the thing. All the photos. Perfect. No and, I, I, and, and there's a picture of a thumb in there. And I'm like, what is this, Dave? And he goes, oh, that's Dan Boyle's thumb. It was broken. We had to freeze it. That's the first time he had it frozen. He had to have it frozen before every game. No. In order to play. <laughs> to, to, so the paint. Think about that for oh a second. And he goes, he goes, I, you know, I had to hold him the first time because you're freezing your thumb it hurts. Yeah. And then you you go out and play. I mean, that's what the guys go
1: through, right? Right. Here's a, here's a, it's just incredible. Here's a spin back to money thing for you, Mike. And, and we talk about, um, we glorify Brady and breeze and all these guys that are doing what they're doing is the money gotten so big now that, you can play six, seven, eight years, make 30, 40 million and say, okay, that's it. That's all I need. It's one of the biggest you know, concerns in NBA, we, I know we always lock in on every dollar. You take every dollar and hundreds of millions of dollars. But, but you know, it used to be when the money wasn't that big, you you had to play 10 or 12 years. I'm wondering if we've reached a tipping point.
0: Well, I'm going to, before Mike jumps in, if you talk to our friends at Morgan Stanley and do it right, you can. Okay, go That's ahead. right.
2: <laughs> save, it, save, save it all. Save it all now, so you can, can leave when you want to, right? Look Um, at Gronk. Gronkowski. Same thing. Right? Look at the, it's twofold, right? Because the quarterback position does pay so well that you are at a threshold of where if you want to leave after five years, you can do it. If you've, once you've gotten that second contract, I mean, look at where Mahomes is going to be. Right. You know, Mahomes is going to be set for life after next summer, and there's no question about it. So when you're to that level, of course, there's going to be concern about, do I really need to play 10 to 12 years? And and I jumped in there. the, The NBA is going to have this concern, you know, sooner rather than later, because guys are making... So much money at age 24. Yeah, Don't that's f- true. If they're getting out of the NBA at age 20, by the time they're 24, they are hundred million dollars worth. So w- wow, what's the incentive? Yeah. Does it really matter to get to 350? How much work is it going to take me to get to 350 million? You know, at the NBA. I think we're. Or do I just cash out at a hundred and invest in a a bunch of things and sit at home? Right. We're getting to the point where I
1: think stories like this not only may become more common, but they'll be less shocking. Like we, like we're talking about here now. I think Andrew Luck may very well be one of the first ones to say, you know what, I'm I'm good. I played my eight nine years. Uh, You know, um, I've won. You know, I've won what I felt like I could win. I've done accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I've made my hundred million. I'm just i'm just giving everybody a heads up that these may start coming more than we think and if we're going to talk about head? every one of them being shocking
2: they're not going to be shocking anymore. anyone off the top of your head any quarterbacks you think would do this i have one <sighs> in about two years maybe three he just signed all right hold on a second um the guy with jacksonville no carson wentz no because of the injuries, no, no. he's a little, little older, so it wouldn't be as Russ shocking. Wilson? Yeah, Russ. Yeah, I, I don't think Russ is long for this game. Yeah, I don't think he's long for this game. He's he's put in a lot. That team is, you know, never they, really they supported have Aspirations him well. to
0: play baseball,
2: just other things, <laughs> right? Could be. Just other things. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's got a lot going on. So I, I that's that's a name I think we see sooner rather than later. But
1: all right, so what's what's now now back to football? I guess if yeah, what do the Colts do? What do the Colts do? do well, we kind of laid or out not do. Yeah, I we
2: we laid out if luck comes back, but. We'd have to consider that unlucky, unlikely at this point. Sure. So this is Jacoby's team. We joked about it last week with Eli Manning. I don't, that's not realistic. No,
1: I don't think so. And it sounds to me like the Colts are all in on Brissett. Uh, okay. Now, keep in mind the difference with Brissett versus two years ago was they acquired him at the end of training camp mm-hmm. and he kind of came in cold, and they weren't nearly as good a team, and they won four games. I think he's been there long enough now. He's he, I don't he's gotten all the reps at training camp and preseason because Luck's been hurt. So it sounds to me like they're all in on Brissett, and I think they f- probably feel like they have a good enough. Team around him that they're not asking him to be Andrew Luck. But all that said, do they look for a backup? I mean, I think the move for the Colts is to bring kind of a veteran backup in because, because beyond Brissett, they don't have anything. So that would, that would me, to me, be more of the move here right now, not go and replace him as a starter.
2: Yeah. We're in roster cut down week and they're really starting to fly in right now. Um, I imagine there's going to be a name or two that that hits the waiver wire that they'll appreciate. I don't think they need to go and swing big, you know, for somebody else's backup right now. It, it sounds like Case Keenan won the job in Washington. That was a name that was in the back of my head for Indy, but we'll see how that, how that sort of percolates. But this is the worst part for me. It's the Ryan Grigson era, just destroyed that franchise as he, he just destroyed that team. And it was Andrew Luck's first four years. And if you want to talk numbers, he got sacked 350 times his first three, wow. first three seasons. I mean, they, had, they were spending almost the lowest on offensive line for five, the first five years of Andrew Luck's career. Chris Ballard comes in and turns this thing around, literally turns it around in about 18 months. He made all the right moves, pushed all the right buttons, really reinforced that the, both the offensive and defensive lines to the team, which, as you know, you know, this has been a trenches game for 50 years. This isn't new. Um, he just did a lot of things right. And th- this was the year before the year for the Colts in terms of the financial window this was the year before the year they were supposed to overachieve this year right maybe maybe even get themselves to an abc championship game and then next year you're gonna to have to start signing some of these players you couldn't even sign the, the talent you had this year for the most part it's I'm, all young they were all too young or, or already under contract so they uh they really had a, a good thing going here that was going to lead into 2020 but but what is it now it it, it might be a blessing that they couldn't sign anybody because their dead cap situation is very, very strong. So if their decision is, which I think we'll get to is we're going to rip this thing back down and start over. It's pretty easy to do that. It's just, they're just going to have to trade and cut a lot of people. And does that start in, in October? Does that start this year? I mean, I, I, I I, I would, I think think you have to see how it goes. I mean, you're an eight win team, right? You're you're probably a max eight win team with Jacoby Brissett, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good pieces around it. Defense yeah. is good and, yeah. and the line is good. And, and, you know, I mean, there's the, that, that's the question I the think is how much did great, Andrew, not great. Right? The no, not no great, they could so. still win that. How much yeah. did Andrew Luck, how many wins was he worth? Well, you Vegas know? says three, three. Okay. Three. Uh, that's probably yeah. about right. Right. Yeah. That feels right to me, you know, but that doesn't mean they still can't win that division. It, yeah. and make the playoffs. The difference is maybe they were a borderline Super Bowl Final Four team. Yeah. Maybe they're not right now. You no, know? they're
2: definitely not now. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's going to be a, a, a quick six weeks because once that October trade deadline hits, that's going to be Ballard's decision. I think. It's do I start ripping this thing down right now? I think the Eli thing is still in play.
1: <laughs> really? We talked about it last yeah. week. I think it could still be in play, not only because of what the Colts situation is, but what the Daniel Jones Giants situation he is. He looks adequate, doesn't he? He sure does. <laughs> you I'm, know?
0: Still, uh, I'm still just processing Ryan Grigson in my head, Mike. Sorry, I can't get it. You over know the- him from a long yes, time I know, ago. Because when I announced arena football in Buffalo, he was the offensive quality control coach or something. Yeah. And when, <laughs> when he got the gig, I was like, I saw him actually in the press box. When they they played and you know went over chat had a great chat with him and it was just amazing nice I mean, enough guy I'm sure but he, he was a great he, guy he torched that he still is again. a great guy but yeah just <laughs> didn't you know did not have great success with the Colts it'll be interesting to see how things play out for uh, the Colts and what they
2: do do at quarterback well for final something, thought something's got to something's got to happen do they do they do they pull the Peyton move. Right. When they lost their last star quarterback, they tanked right down for Andrew Luck. Are I they- think they're good enough in other places to, to not do that. Really?
1: I think so. Defensively, offensive You don't line. think they
2: get themselves in the Trevor Lawrence conversation in 21? Not, not well, on purpose. Well, so. But You'd have to. But that's next season. Right. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can ride this year out which you're going to that and slowly start to trade and release these players. Yes. And get yourself down to the Dolphin status. Right? Sure. So the Dolphins are in on Tua. Clearly, they're doing it this year for 2020. But maybe the Colts can be the 2020 tank that gets themselves in shape for 2021 draft. I, mean, I, can, right? see, I can see that happening. It's a terrible thing to talk about, but look at that's how they got Andrew Luck. <laughs> that's that's exactly how they got, the got Andrew old Luck suck for Luck. Right? That's it. Yes. So if if it worked for you know once, why can't it work again? I think
1: the one difference is. Peyton Manning was was so transcendent as a player that y- you didn't need to have a ton of things around him to still be yeah, successful. Yeah, but you're talking I, about I, these. So so you took Peyton off that team, and you're like, what's
2: really Whoa. still here? Oh, we're gonna see. Those. We're gonna see. Well, well I mean, well, I T.Y. Yeah, but I'm saying
1: I think the Colts are a better team. I, I they didn't, Andrew Luck wasn't the only thing that won them ten of their last eleven games
2: but wait last a second. year.
1: Manning had uh, the receivers
0: Garcon. Yeah, yeah. It, it, wasn't Wayne still there? Uh, maybe hurt maybe might have been yeah I mean let's not listen Peyton Manning had uh Harrison it's about the Wayne, same it's about right? the same
2: I mean T.Y. Hilton Devin Funches um I'm missing a couple Paris Campbell there's a couple of pieces yeah, but then the tight ends are strong. They,
1: this Colts defense is much better than those Peyton no Manning's question. Colts yeah, defenses no because question. they didn't need those defenses to be any good it's all about. It's all about offense in the NFL, Paul. I know you have to. You gotta yeah, but I'm saying it's all defense. about. It's, it. You can still win as a team. Now, can you win a Super Bowl? Probably not. But no. can you be successful when you have a lot of pieces
2: around a really good quarterback? That's where I think this is a. Yeah, that's a big difference. Look, there's a very good chance that they're. Above average. I agree with that. Eight to nine wins. There's a very good chance. I mean, look at the consistency of Brissett being there the last year and a half. That's what I'm saying. I think think,
1: don't judge it on the Brissett of two years ago. That's a misnomer, I think, to to automatically think they're going to be that bad. They're a much better team, and he should be a much better quarterback having been there this long.
0: This is why you don't get in fantasy teams
1: it drafts. That's before. why you draft late. Yes. 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 That's
0: why you draft on Labor Day. Yes. Yep. <laughs> right. You don't draft prior to Labor Day weekend.
2: You just don't. Right. I mean,
0: uh, we just saw Lamar Miller go down.
2: Right. With Houston. <sighs> Brutal. Right. Speaking of which, they, they are going to tr- trade Jadavian Clowney today. It's going to happen. Really? Yes. And there are a couple of teams being thrown out there, and one is the, is the area we're sitting in. Really? So you know. Well,
1: the Bills have been sort of rumored on this for a while, right?
2: Well, they need a running back, and we have nine.
1: <laughs> well, honestly, as soon as Lamar Miller gets hurt, my first thought is there's a trade partner for LaShawn sure. McCoy. Sure, right. Yeah. They or need- Frank Gore, frankly, either one of them. They need I, a running back. I would think they want McCoy. I would, sh- I would
2: think the Bills would want to trade McCoy, yes. but maybe the— the, the Texans come back and say we want Gore. Well, let me throw this at you: they they need a running back and a wide receiver because Wolf Fuller is hurt yet again, All right? right? Mm-hmm.
0: Send him Zay Jones along. I think I think
2: that's the move. I yeah. think that's the move, and then you get you get your d- a crazy defensive line for one year here and see what happens. I, I think the Bills and the and the Washington who are Reds the other kids, teams? I say who are the other teams I, in on Cl- Clowney? For sure, it's Washington, right? Because they do need a left tackle too, and and Trent Williams. This Trent Williams sub is not going away. We're in, into week four of the preseason. If they, if he's not going to play for them, they got to get rid of him. They, they've just got to do Was it. there a report that the Patriots made him an offer and it got turned down? Did I see that? Look, the Patriots are going to do something. We're going to talk about that here next, actually. But the Patriots have been idle, and they are spending a little bit too much money on this running back situation to make me comfortable. So there's something that's going to bend here with the Patriots. And I do think they could upgrade their offensive line. They're the second lowest offensive line spenders in the league right now. Which they, they've – so
0: it would be interesting if they – with Trent Williams. Because – the last two years, right, they have not
2: paid their left tackle. Yeah, they've been young. They kept, they, they kept they Well, kept last the year brown. after sold Solder, their left. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they were going to use a first round pick there and he got hurt. Yes. So just I that, say a keep, win, keep right. that in mind. Right. So yeah, they've been trying to you know rebuild that on the fly, but I don't think it's to an adequate standpoint right now. So I do think there's a move coming. I I don't know if it's that big. The problem
1: is when Brady's your quarterback. I don't know how you define adequate. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Because honestly, I mean, and that's where I'm saying I don't know that that to me. You telling me that they're one of the lowest spending offensive line teams is like yeah, okay, okay. Okay. That that, to me, that's not either a red flag or a
2: surprise. But let's be realistic about who the Patriots are right now. OK, their 42 year old quarterback is maybe the 20th best quarterback in the league. Honestly, in terms of production, oh, I don't know that I'd in terms that. of production, yeah, but, he's going to be down there because okay. they're not going to throw the ball this year. They're just not. They've got five legitimate running backs. They are, they are going to use those running backs as the crutch of the offense. They're going to do it. Whether it's short, dink and dunk passes, fine. But they're going to use James White and Sonny Michelle and, and Rex Burkhead as the, the brunt of this offense on a weekly basis. And you do need an offensive line for that. Yeah, but, but again, <laughs> I, 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 we're ignoring
1: the 20 years of history that says mostly you can't name a single Patriots offensive lineman and hasn't prevented him from being who they are. Yeah, who so to, why now is it an issue?
2: Because he's 42.
1: Well, because he's 42. So <laughs> it was different when he was 39 or 40?
2: Yes. It was to him.
1: I'm I'm just not ready to go there until Brady well, shows me Tom Brady me he's wasn't there. great last
2: year. He wasn't I'm great at all. I'm not
1: saying you know, but they won a Super Bowl with <laughs> with him being good enough.
0: The I, I I'll look at it this way: they've been in camp and they probably realize it's more yeah. this line's crappier than they thought it was. Gonna yeah, be. I think there's something coming, right? So yeah, yeah, move, moves moves be made.
2: Well, let's go with Jadavian Clowney here. So if he's moved he's in a final year right he's on a franchise an unsigned franchise deck and so he's got to sign it to be traded which means he's got to like where he's going (laughs) feeling like he's going to get an extension there yeah or
0: yes yes and they don't want to pay him in texas because i don't know why
2: okay because i'm wondering i don't know why well, because yeah. he's not
0: JJ Watt, but JJ right. Watt's on the back but side of this thing. Say, Let's be honest. Yeah, here. how much more does JJ Watt? Well, I mean, in him.
2: I mean, I realize yeah. the, the 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 person he is to that community and certainly to that franchise, yes. but you got to be a little bit you know smart with your business here. Right.
1: I mean Clowney's has an injury Clowney program. nuts no. and bolts produced no. enough to be no, he's been paid one year. what what you think he's going to be paid. And and keep in mind to, to Kevin's point, no one is making a trade for him until you know you can get him signed because no one's given anything up for a one year
2: rent or right. so. To speak. And they can't yes, and they can't give him a new contract until they can they can they can pay him more on a one year basis like they can extend the franchise tag salary it's 159 they can pay him whatever they want for this year they can they can give him no contract that runs into 2020 essentially you know what i mean right so Sad. that's going to lower the compensation going back as far as no question. draft pick right i mean it's a rental yeah so it's you're a going rental.
0: player yeah you know, players for player
1: if the best pass rushing yeah. defensive end in
2: if Khalil Mack is a 10 yeah. what's Clowny at? six and a half or six. seven? He had a pretty darn good season and a half here. So he's coming. I mean, See, that's
1: where I think where Houston's been well, sort of unwilling is that how much of it is a product of being opposite J.J. Watt? He's been hurt. He's never really, you know, that, that he's, he's had some knee injuries from the days that he got there. I, I can't speak to what kind of a player or teammate he is, but I think there's been some questions about
0: that too. And so he's not signing the franchise tag because he doesn't want to play under that contract, at least for He Houston.
2: doesn't believe they'll, they'll keep him long term. Sure. So he wants to be in a spot where, you know, he doesn't have to go to free agency and do this all over again. um I Also, I, I wonder if Houston just internally just considers him to be a draft bust, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Doesn't he? Isn't he just a little tainted? At, yeah, you know, because so. they spent a he lot of capital hasn't on him. Lived up to that? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's interesting to see what happens here because he does have some control as, as an unsigned franchise tag player, and this is where I think Le'Veon Bell really missed last year. Yeah, this is fifteen million, right? Fifteen, 15 nine, yeah, fifteen well, nine. Well, let's talk about this for one minute. If he goes to a, a, a three four. <laughs> team or vice versa if he goes to a 4-3 he will become an outside linebacker and the linebacker tag is like 17-5 so there's a chance he gets traded to a team that changes his position, where then he has to go to no, the if end. No, th- if it's a 3-4, he's a linebacker. Sure, if it's a 4-3, it he's right. a defensive end. So right. there's a chance he gets traded to a team where they're they're going to have to refile this franchise tag, and he gets a million and a half more just because of where he is. So he's probably thinking about that, too. Well,
0: <laughs> what he should think about is he's in the state of Texas, and yes. he'll make one. If he, so let's say you get traded to Buffalo. Yeah. He'll pay 1.35 more in taxes in the state go. of
2: New York. There you go. Uh, roughly, that. so that, would, just co- to hear full that time. would cover the, the change in position if it had to. Right, right?
0: for the eight and a half. Well, if I'm saying the eight and a half. Uh, Robert Rayola would be so proud of you. Yes, yeah. he would. Well, it's just the first time I'm thinking of like, well, <laughs> the state tax he's going to pay eight uh, percent. You know,
2: it's hard not oh. to think about it now, right? Well, with well, the money getting when it's so big. When it's
0: over a million bucks. You yeah. damn right, it's uh, hard to think about. So I'm just wondering if he's thinking about that. Well, if I'm going to play this year. What, you
2: know, let me give you one more, more money, team because pa- it's about the money. Because you, because Paul, you mentioned, you know, it's got to be a team that will sign him. But what if it's just a contender? What if it's what For if, one year? What if it's the Chiefs who do have a plethora of wide receivers <laughs> really and Carlos Hyde, who they don't even need? He, they're probably going to release That's Carlos really Hyde. Interesting. What if they just want to say we're going to put Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and, and Jadavian Clowney on the on the defensive line and say somebody come and beat us? Now is Clowney
1: <laughs> the question? Is Clowney? Willing to do that? I I guess why uh, not? For the ring, right? Play with ring Yeah, you go play for the ring. I mean, it's not gonna get him where it's not necessarily gonna get him what he wants ultimately long-term big dollars. But but for a one-year sort of rental, I'm gonna go win. That's that's
2: really, really intriguing. Yeah, there's gotta be a team or two out there that are thinking that maybe even the Patriots who have cap space and and do do these kind of things in August. That's right. Yes, they
1: do. And (laughs) yep. Definitely. Yep. A, a wow. All right. So there you go. As we record this early on Monday, uh, we you may be a yeah, profit I should check that once this hasn't again. happened already, right? I was going to say you may be a profit <laughs> once again, Mike. By the time people listen to this, yeah, I'm. A, you know, everybody's scrambling to check Twitter here <laughs> to see if
0: uh, you know that that has happened uh, <laughs> with that right now. One,
2: one more note: we're kind of talking about some of the spending before these rosters gets cut down because it's coming. It's literally happening as we as we speak right now, and teams will get down from ninety to fifty three in the next ten days or so. But um, one more thing I want, to, I want to make note of, and it's, it, it speaks to the offensive line. We talk about these financial windows. We talk about all the time now. It's really all that matters. There is a team who's got a young quarterback who did a lot of work on weapons the past two years and really beefed up their defense. You talked about Cleo Mack. I'm talking about the Bears here. Second lowest spending on the offensive line this year, the Chicago Bears. That's scary mm-hmm. with a quarterback who I think does need a little extra now, time. Now,
1: again, <laughs> yes. what you've taught me is when you say that, I think of, well, is that because they have a lot of really young guys on their line and they're not paying any of them or is it just not investing in it? You know, again, I feel like I want to ask that question and I want your answer back because I think the perception when you say that is they're not putting any resources into it, which doesn't mean you don't have good players
2: there. Let me ask you the last time you thought of a really young, good, young offensive line that won a Super Bowl. It's just not that kind of position. No, it takes time. It takes yeah. experience in this league. Yeah, I mean, a, the Colts. We've been talking about the Colts. That, yeah. that
1: young offensive line got them to heights
2: that Yeah, no but one Anthony would have Costanzo is maybe seven years into the league now. That left Right, so but, it, but they started they,
1: three other first or second year players. I think. yeah, but right? I think
2: you've got to have at least two or three. And you know, and let's veterans. also be
1: let's also honestly say paying for offensive line doesn't always equal production. The last time the Bears made the Super right. Bowl, they paid for their offensive line. Did they?
0: Yeah, you're talking eighty. <laughs> we know uh, Ruben Brown. Was oh on the yes. yeah yeah. uh Olin Kruitz, the center. Kruitz, the center. Yeah, yeah. there's but, one other guy. Too, right. That they but, generally but, speaking. You know, but again, polished. offensive
1: lines can tend to be undrafted guys, low round guys. I mean, those are those are Pro Bowl level offensive linemen who aren't necessarily making big money by nature of where they came from.
2: I that's fine, but you put a generally rookie quarterback behind him and now a rookie running back in the fold, right? In Montgomery. And I just think that was, I mean, what are you paying for? Allen Robinson's way overpaid. You're your first wide receiver, but Anthony Miller's dirt cheap. Obviously, Trubisky's dirt cheap. David Montgomery's dirt cheap. You you look across the board, generally speaking, the weapons that would be, would cost you a lot of money aren't, you know, expensive. You probably could have invested in at least you know those interior positions, right They're, they're probably going to sign Cody white here their center to an extension soon, so this will jump up a little bit. but I think those the guards itself did not get improved this year, and that scares me. That's where you really need to have your bulk of your uh, you know your talent when you've got a young quarterback. A lot of the other teams we're talking about have done that. The Browns certainly did that. The Jets did that this year. So there's teams that that did invest this way. I just feel like the Browns didn't do it. And I wonder if that nips in the butt. All right. Any, any other uh,
0: big spenders here or pre-roster cut spending to take note of?
2: Yeah, not, not a whole ton. I, I do think I did some offseason spending work again this year just to see where we ended up. I think it's kind of uh, comical that the, that the lowest two spending teams in the league are L.A., Right? right. These brand new franchises that got moved around and, and they, they, they spent so much time and energy sort of putting these things together. And obviously the Rams are ready to win. Chargers aren't, aren't, too far off. I don't think, but.
1: But didn't the Rams weren't Rams one of the bigger spending teams last year? Of course. Okay. So of, again, it's not going to happen
2: back to back years. But I'm not sure that they're paying for that. Aren't they? <laughs> well, right. Yeah. They gave I, Brandon cooks a ton of money, which is, you know, questionable at best. And now obviously the Gurley contract is staring them in the face. So we'll see. Um, You know, there's a lot of players they didn't sign because of what they did last year. Uh, Is the defense better? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure.
1: I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was going to you know. say then, And you didn't mention Donald, all the money they gave him last year, too. Of course. Too, so, of course. You With know. that. So, also, I mean, again, it's not likely that you're going to be a top spender and a top spending team two years in a row. It's more likely you're going to
2: be a top spending team one year and towards the bottom the next year. Well, they're they're not a spender this year because they didn't pay the quarterback. And that's obviously something we're tracking. Right. Sure. <laughs> Which, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kind of year he has and what they decide to do. Yeah, the Rams in general. I, I mean... That's not a slam dunk for them out there anymore. I don't no. know like Arizona's ready, obviously, but Seattle's, they shocked us last year and they San they, Fran. And, and right, if they're San healthy, San going to be a lot better. That defense is great. I think they're great, but if the offense can start to click, yeah, they're, they're going to at least compete. So fun. That's a fun division. All right, let's move on to some golf because we're talking
0: about money and golf. That's what the, this past weekend was all about the FedEx Cup and the Tour Championship and Rory McElroy. Uh, Won the FedEx Cup for the second time. A little different this time, too, because the winner of the tournament was guaranteed to be the winner of the FedEx Cup uh, because of the way they started it. And also interesting, Rory, I'm glad Rory won because, well, Rory's a good guy. He really and and he's candid in interviews and he was talking about, well, it's just the best way to decide it where. You know, the guy who's coming in first is 10 under par. Justin Thomas started 10 under par of the tournament, and then it went down to eight. And, you know, Rory started at five under par. He was five strokes back going into the tournament and shot the lowest round over the week. And he said afterwards that putt on 18 for birdie, he really wanted to have the lowest score for the week. Um, Kind of a traditional win for the tournament, but I I think he, he... I don't know if he proved his point. If he answered his own questions, is the best way to do it or not? He was I, angry. I think. It, I yeah. think it's glad. I think it's good though that the leader didn't win. Mm-hmm. That it, it was uh, right. Kind of a little that it showed it could,
2: it could work out.
0: Showed it, but yeah. but it could only work out for somebody in the top ten.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but everybody's playing for money. Well, honestly, this is the, other the payouts thing, are so good in this. You're tournament.
0: guaranteed three hundred ninety-five thousand right. dollars. Right. They'll finish thirtieth. You got three hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. And what was cool about it, like even Brooks Kepka, his putt on the final hole is worth a million bucks. Goes in, he makes a million more. Yep. In bonus. Yeah, and he tied he for third, it. right? He tied for third. So it, it, instead of being worth five and a half million, three it was and worth, a half. I think it was four and a half. Uh, I think he I think he split three and a half have, yeah because of the three. three, they each got three and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is still pretty darn good. Yeah. And McElroy <laughs> gets fifteen million and they're just paid out in an year. I mean, what's the master's a million, right? No, the, no, they're they're the majors and other tournaments are more. It's so like the Players Championship was two million. Yeah, I believe I mean, for the for the winner, and then, right? And then
2: the Masters might have been one point nine. Right, exactly. It's not. I mean, we're talking. Rory wins fifteen million. Correct. <laughs> Rory wins fifteen Correct. million yesterday. Correct. Is it a bonus? It's so it's not earnings. It's like it it's a it's, bonus. Yeah, yeah. It's the playoff bonus. Sure. So they they
0: structured it like. Uh, other sports do in, in the playoffs, which I think is great. Like some people are complaining, Tiger Woods wasn't there. Shane Lowry, they won the majors, and I'm like, well, it's the playoffs. You've got to play better. Yeah, Rory did make a point. Perhaps the majors are worth more. Like they are worth more in FedEx Cup points to get there, but only by hundred yeah. over a tournament. He thinks they should be worth a thousand. He's got a fair point there. If there, there's someone's emphasis on this uh, tournament, but it's paid out in a bonus, and I, I, I believe, it's a, it's an annuity paid out over okay.
2: 20 years. Yeah, because I saw Kepka was still the money winner for the year. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, f- as far as purses go sure. for tournaments. Yeah. I mean, is there is there an argument there to be made? There's no argument he's, there. He's this the player the the of the year, Kepka. Oh, no, actually, though no, there is an argument. You think these it's two now, now are,
0: are pretty close? I think it, I, I think y- it's going to be a tough vote. Um, Kepka won a major, and he won a World Golf Championship. So two strong fields there, and he won the CJ Cup at Nine just last fall rory wins the players championship uh which traditionally has the strongest field in golf although it was surpassed you know the strongest tournament ever on the pga tour was actually the northern trust the first playoff event really yes it had the most highest ranked golfers and and such it was dubbed the strongest field uh ever in golf and rory at a top five in that but rory wins the players championship he won the canadian open I mean, and crushed the field at the Canadian. He almost shot fifty nine in the final. Yeah, round. you were there for that one, right? I watched it. It was just brilliant. I was there for the players too. I yesterday was his only win. I didn't call. I was going to say too. maybe his good ready? luck charm. Yeah, well, not anymore <laughs> since he did it with Bill Rozinski. But anyway, um, <laughs> you're not better. And and he, and he wins the FedEx Cup uh, and does it and come from behind. Fashion his second. And his second, There's
2: only one other person who has two,
0: and he was in the, fun, you know, he's in the fun, yeah, tiger, yeah. Whom, whom Roy was in the final group last year yeah. and didn't play well, uh, overcame one of those things. So I, I think you'll get plenty of people voting for Rory McElroy for Player of the Year, uh, but I think Keptko winning the major okay. and repeating as a major champion, I think.
1: Will seal it. when the most money, probably seals it for Brooks Kepka Koepka is going to be. We've already talked about it on this show. Kepka is going to be an incredible discussion topic if he continues Agreed. to just win the big ones Agreed. and not a whole lot else. It's it it, it. it really makes for an interesting discussion. But
0: this, but this was good to me. This was good for golf yes. yesterday when you have um, you know Tiger not Tiger and Phil not making it, and not that Rory and Kepka are rivals, but. Um, They're two great players. And to be in the final group there and have Rory beat the guy who's seemingly unbeatable in those big moments. Uh, And really, Rory played better than Kepka in all
2: the playoffs. I was thinking about this, too, Kevin, that a lot of the names we, we like to talk about really sort of plateaued this year. Right. Nobody really took the reins outside of Kepka at all. I mean, Rory had an up and down season. He sort of won in the beginning, in the middle, and the end. Right. I mean, he was he, well, had, he had an up. and down. he actually he finished strong. He had the last most three. top
0: 10. He, he had the most top 10. Consistently. Too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Rory's had, Rory had the most consistent season. I, I agree with you that this is a perfect way for the PGA to finish the season because now he's on he's sort of on top of the world again. Right. right? So yes. now we can talk about him versus Kepka heading into next year. And that's a perfect marriage for PGA to, to market for the next he,
0: season. He's won the two marquee events for the PGA Tour. Right. He won the, the players. players Championship yeah. and he won the FedEx Cup. And now, now, what you have next is the President's. I mean, the season starts in a few weeks. And next season starts in a few weeks the Greenbrier.
2: I mean, outside of the US Open, think about the three majors winners that the PGA gets to hang their hat on this year Tiger, Rory, and Kepka. That's about as good as it gets for them right now.
0: Well, you have. Right. Well, no, Rory didn't win a major, but oh, yeah, the, players. Right. The players is a fifth major. Right. Um, you have Tiger Woods, you've got Brooks Kepka, you have Gary Woodland, Yeah, you know, who's a nice a guy. good solid player, great guy. Not and Shane though. Lowry, yeah, the two open champions are oh, yeah, Lowry. are really good players who've won in the past. Yeah. Um but they are not considered the, the top players and the in the
2: days world. And the Fowlers and those guys like I right. said that's what I mean, those guys are really just, you know, kind sort of settled
0: in here. Well that, see, that's where it's going to be interesting to see how Kepka how his career continues here? Yeah. Rory's been number one in the world, trying to get back there, and has had a really great year. He's all this pressure on him because he won so much early, much like Jordan Spieth. Uh, Spieth uh, is trying to come back. You had Dustin Johnson. I mean, plateaued, right? Yeah. Uh, where's Justin Johnson right now? Mm-hmm. Jason Day battled injuries and he's going through caddy changes and all these things. So it, it is really tough once you reach the top of the golfing world to stay there. That's why what what Tiger's done. It is so incredible. Um, what he did when he was number 1 in all the weeks he stayed number 1. I found it interesting by the way. Tiger said it's all about the driver now and all you need is three or four good weeks. It's what you hope for. You just sure. bash the driver and you hope for three or four good weeks and your your season's made on the PGA Tour now. It's no longer grinding out cuts uh, to make cuts because the money's so big and just by winning one tournament, you know, you're even even if you don't win a tournament even if you finish top ten, you're making
2: well into the well, well over a million dollars. Well, let's finish on this because this this FedEx Cup, this finish here, this playoff, the money is now so big. It, it increased twenty five million dollars this yeah, year. Sixty million, right? It's a seventy. It got the 70. It's a seventy million dollar pool. You're playing for that now, right? I mean, that's. I mean, this weekend alone, you can make your entire season. Well, you're playing. So here's the thing: you're playing to get in the top one twenty
0: five. Sure. So by making the top one twenty five, you a number one you. Keep your card for the following year. Mm-hmm. You know, super important. Number two, you get into a playoff event where you're going to uh, make some more money. Or there's a cut, uh, but you make that cut, you make more money. And then if you make it to the BMW, if you make to the top seventy? I mean, it's a guaranteed check the following week. Um, there's so many. There's so many things set up where sure. if you if you play well, the rich will get richer because you get invited to invitationals. The World Golf Championships are a guaranteed check. On the PGA tour, it's why it's surprising to see some guys skip it. Yeah. Um, if you qualify for those events because you get FedEx Cup points, you get uh, you know, paydays. Uh, yeah, I would
2: imagine that some players will restructure their thinking a little bit just to sort of align themselves better for, uh, for this finale. You'll right?
0: see it you'll see it this fall. Yeah. Because there's more tournaments and they have more, like Sanderson Farms championship is going from a three hundred fifty FedEx Cup point event to five hundred. So You'll see players playing in Jackson, Mississippi that normally wouldn't play there because they have to play. You have to play tournaments in the fall. It used to be guys, OK, I'm done. I'll see you in January. Can't do that anymore. You have to play at least two, probably three events <laughs> in the fall or you'll be too far behind in FedEx Cup points to get yourself in there. And you have to, you have to have a great spring. Can't just wait till Hawaii anymore? No, you can't. Some guys did. You can't anymore. So that's why some guys will do it. They'll go play um, over in Asia where they play in Hong Kong. They're going to play in Japan. You'll see players do that. Those are big money appearance fee tournaments. Yeah, you'll see guys uh, pick, all right, am I going to play in Napa Valley? Am I going to play the Greenbrier? Am I going to play Jackson, Mississippi? Or am I going to play Vegas or Sea Island, Georgia? They'll, they usually play one domestically and two, at least over an Asia. You might see them play four. And a five, lot of it is sponsor based too, right? Well, some of yeah. Some of yeah. it is sponsor obligations uh, yeah. to go there. Some of it is, all right, did I, uh, where haven't I gone? You know, they sure. get recruited to go play. Maybe some donations are made to their foundations to go play and things like that.
2: What about final thoughts on the year? A lot, a lot, of, a lot of new, right? <laughs> a, lot, I, a lot of things changed you know what, this year.
0: I think it, this is my, uh, it worked. hmm uh, the change in schedule worked where you had beginning in March, you had something every single month, uh, starting with the players championship. And you had you know major every month and then the playoffs. I think it worked. And you look at one of the playoff events, uh, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, major champions, won the three playoff events. And that's what you
2: wanted to see. I think this is the perfect time to get out of the way for the PGA Tour. Well, they get out of the way right
0: now. They culminated. Yeah. Um, not against
1: anything a- NFL anything I think a lot of sports are seeing that it, it, the golf is being super smart, smart. about it NASCAR yeah. is trying to do it I mean you can't you just can't fight the NFL or college football for people's attention once you get post-labor day yep. yeah no it's it's true and if if
0: if you're calling it the ultimate prize and it's the largest <laughs> paycheck to it's win, huge it's huge yeah. and you know don't have any competition and there what well, there wasn't any competition. No matter no. of fact, I mean, you know, they're promoting it at 8 PM tonight. Watch preseason football. I'm like, shoot me. I'm not watching the Titans and Steelers, but people do. And that's the do. problem. Five, five million still. Well, yep. They do people because, do. you know, nothing else is on. I know the only Fantasy thing the NFL. The only it, thing that'd be interesting is that if they found a way they've been in Atlanta, it's tradition there, put lights on the course, finish at night. I think that would be oh, cool. there you go. Oh. I think that would be great. I like that a in prime lot, time, Cutting right? edge suggestion. I like here. that a lot. Right? Finish it in
1: prime time. You could light up the golf course uh, and finish it in prime time. I like it. I like it. That would be great. All right. Speaking of finishing, coming down the stretch here, another sport that doesn't necessarily get out of the way of the NFL, but it's it's yeah. uh, it's prime it's baseball time coming to an end
2: here, Mike. We're getting there. It's time to start a scoreboard watching for a lot of these teams, right? You're starting to see some real interest towards the postseason, and we threw, we threw together some number fire percentages for – playoff probability, but I didn't just want to just rank them out. I I actually sort of aligned this with the free agency class that we had because look, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad free agency class. It's just, you know, the money for some reason, the owners aren't paying a lot of money out anymore. So (laughs) that's where we are. But I, I sort of ranked the top 20 free agent contracts that were signed along with their, uh, the potential, the projections to make for making the playoffs. So this, this essentially was it worth the money? Charge essentially is how are they doing in year one? Is, is their team gonna qualify for the postseason? Um, obviously, the first two aren't, aren't looking good. Manny Machado is out, officially out of the playoffs. Uh, Bryce Harper, it's they're on a slide right now, and there's th- there's honestly three Philadelphia Philly contracts that made the top twenty free agent contracts this year. So they've they've obviously invested a ton of money into this team, uh, and it's just not their year. They're really sort of a their the ace in Arietta sort of fell off here. He's, he's done for the year. So it looks like the Phillies are going to be out, which is a big hit to the free agent market that was. Um, outside of that, uh, the thing to note here for me is is that Ke- Craig Kimbrell's in. The Cubs are in. I mean, they're going, to, they're going to make a wild card, at least in my opinion. And Dallas Keuchel, those two late signings that waited until you know, after the draft compensation fell off, Michael's on a one-year deal with the Braves, and he looks like their ace now. Yeah. I mean, he played the bets this weekend, and he just absolutely looked dominating. They, they they were the the broadcasters were equating him to Greg Maddox, a guy he he revered growing up. Um, really similar in, in terms of how he thinks thinks about and uh, pitches as well. So, but then here's the real conversation because there wasn't really a lot of money thrown around. You've got this middle of the pack, right? This these Michael Brantleys, these uh, Lance Linds and these and the DJ LeMahieu who are leading the league I mean literally leading the league DJ LeMahieu batting 330 and he's maybe the most important Yankee they have right now he's been so consistent I mean that's a 2 year 24 million dollar contract that would have been peanuts 5 years ago I mean that would have been laughable 5 years ago for a, for a, a notable position player especially a middle infielder like that uh, Michael Brantley already won a batting title in Cleveland Cleveland couldn't pay him just because they're a small market so he goes to Houston where they didn't need anybody else, but they got him. He's going to win the batting title again this year, I think. And he's on a 16 million per year contract over two years. So the the owner's inability to, you know, to, to make, to overpay really for anybody has turned into incredible value for really good teams. Look at there's, there's 20, 20 contracts here. And i I believe only six are going to miss the playoffs, maybe eight, but I think it's going to be about 75% of the top 20 free agent contracts are going to the postseason. So it's working. right right there because they're able to pay a little less they're able to keep their rosters more you know it's all about depth we've talked about this with every sport they've been able to you know the phillies went all in on bryce harper and maybe they weren't able to do enough with their pitching staff accordingly and that's really where we i think we stand with them right now
0: it's well it it, it makes sense to pay pitchers right
2: and and that is the old adage and it's living up again i think the best free agent contract was patrick corbin the nats have have he's their number three pitcher right they paid him 140 million dollars and because of injuries to Scherzer and, and, and Strasburg's up and down a little bit here, he's been one of the most important players on that franchise. And they're, they're in. They're a 97%. They went five in a row. They're a 97% chance to make the postseason. Looks like they're going to slide in just ahead of the Mets for that wild card spot at least. Uh, that's I think that's maybe the most important free agent contract. So, yes, paying the pitchers. It, it, it never did wrong then, and it doesn't appear to be the wrong move now. And you've got guys like Keuchel and Garrett Cole, uh prospective free agents ready for 2020. So we should see some big money coming out. Good pitching always beats good hitting. Especially
1: good in bet. the playoffs.
2: I mean, how often right. do we're we see we're not even to the most we're important not even
1: to the most support where, where pitchers, starting pitchers tend to be the most dominant players in the playoffs. Exactly.
0: All right. A couple things uh, of note here um, as we wrap up today. Uh, There'll be a few late week additional fantasy podcasts, right? I've got
2: my cousin coming in every now and then, and this is his time of year because he's he's a gambling addict and a fantasy (laughs) sports addict. So I like to pull him off out of the rafters and, uh, you know, get some knowledge out of him. We did a really cool hour uh, episode last week that I posted Friday uh, where we just talked standard PPR fantasy leagues and, and, you know, the players he likes and how he likes to set up his leagues in terms of stats and positions and things like that. Um, he really gets into this stuff so i like to get some knowledge out of him from that so i think at the end of this week i'll do another one with cousin dan and it'll be all dfs what we're going to go through i mean dfs for nba preseason games which you can make a lot of, of money course. on you can make a lot of money on preseason and yes uh, yeah, right. because you kind of know yeah. who's going to be focused on, right? Don't, right? don't put LeBron in your lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Basically> <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be a preseason factor this year. <laughs> yes, um, but we're going to we're going to talk all DFS, the sites that Dan uses, and he doesn't just use the big ones. He kind of stretches out to some of the more uh, underground sites. Uh, and some of his strategies, he does a lot of best ball and, and MVP leagues, which we'll talk about on Friday with him. But uh, really interesting stuff, and he he really knows his stuff. So uh, check that out later this week. Underground sites, huh? <laughs> They're all legal, all legit. Okay, <laughs> just I just want to see. You get paid and all that. What was, oh, you know. <laughs> All right, I just wanted, wanted to make sure. <laughs> and, and honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm efforting to bring on a guy who has created a weather algorithm. His name is Kevin Roth. I'm going to reach out to him again today. Um, and my cousin follows him kind of avidly because this guy has created a system. Listen to this with baseball. He has run mathematical equations that... Based on the wind speed and where the direction of the wind and the temperature and what stadium is, and then the the, line, the projected lineups, he can project, project whether there's a, a strong percentage of more runs being scored or less runs being scored and the pitching matchups. And he, his, his site literally has just daily graphs, and you're looking for the teams who are gonna score a lot of runs based on the weather, and then you go and bet the over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, it used to just be with the wind blowing out at Wrigley he's, Field or He's not. a meteorologist. That uh, well, that's that, a good place to start with yes, that. Yes. yes.
1: So this is like a legit thing, and it matters to fantasy. Yep. It, it matters. Yes, it just used to be as the wind blowing out at right. Wrigley. But that's and it. you knew there were going to be a lot but of But now story. you can predict that stuff. I, I guess you need to.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget the SpotTrack NFL Fantasy Contest. This is free to enter. You choose one player from each NFL roster. There's a $500 cash prize. SpotTrack.com slash fantasy and of course you can
2: subscribe wherever you listen what do you think next yeah. week should we do a uh do a fantasy a team yes absolutely. one of the sure. spot track fantasy absolutely. teams we'll sure, try sure. to pick a 32 players team and another thing we're
0: going to do is we are going to um since we have legal sports betting now yeah. in certain areas in new york state one's just a, about an hour and 40 minutes away from us yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go there one day we're gonna play some bets and we're gonna talk about our bets go live well, I don't know if we can go live in there. we well, on, we'll to got work. some pull. Well, as I was going to say, we we'll have to work out something to go live in there. But that would be a fun thing to go and bet Um, and, and reason why our bets in. We'll bring Cousin Dan. I still, we'll owe, you guys, I Dan. still owe
1: you guys lunch from our Kyler Murray uh, <laughs> bet, Dan, too. No, so have I not, haven't paid off on that yet. We have not forgotten this Okay, call. good. I don't want you to. That is for sure. I don't want you to.
0: All right, that's going to do it for today's show. I want to remind you, when it comes to uh, dollars and cents... That Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment is the people to talk to. There are other people to talk to, especially for professional athletes and entertainers. that Give them all the knowledge. You need know, to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth to make it last, especially if you just want to play five years. Jadavia needs some of that, right? now. Yeah. <laughs> Learn more. Go to MorganStanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. For Mike Giannetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.